Good morning, Cardinals fans. It's been a minute. I was really just trying to wait till the Cardinals remembered how to score runs before I tried to talk about them because the Cardinals still can't score runs makes for a pretty boring recap. But here we are. Fine. Let's talk about last night and the fact that the Cardinals made their way to Minnesota and lost to the Twins again. The Cardinals actually got on the board first when Carson Kelly put his name in the RBI column and knocked a base hit up the middle to score Harrison Bader, who's gaining some steam in the favorite Cardinal race. But I mean, let's be honest, right now, it's kind of a low bar for most people. And for a while, it looked like that one run might be all Wonder Boy Jack Flaherty would need. He allowed just three base runners through five innings while striking out three. But here's the thing about Flaherty. He throws enough pitches that he's right up against that 100 pitch mark after the fifth inning. And he was there again last night, heading into the sixth, an inning he's never made it all the way through at the major league level before. And by the 95th pitch of the night, dude was gassed. With two outs and two strikes, Brian Dozier spoiled a good slider to stay alive, and then, for some inexplicable reason, Flaherty and Kelly decided to go back to the fastball, which is sort of his bread and butter, but had lost a lot of its luster. Because remember, he was tired, he had nothing left, and it was obvious to literally everyone. So Dozier singled, and Eddie Rosario stepped to the plate. And Flaherty, after the double-handed shoulder pat from Mike Maddox, stayed in the game. Look, I get that he had been pretty much in control all night. I get that he hadn't given up a run. I get that one run shouldn't be the make-or-break moment for your starting pitcher. And I also understand that as a young guy, the Cardinals need to see Jack Flaherty in those situations. They need to see what he can do when he's on fumes. They need to see how far they can push and how well he'll respond in the heat of the moment. I get that. But in that moment, it's hard not to question the guys who, by all accounts, know these pitchers far better than we do, and everyone else could tell that Jack was just done. Once again, he got to two strikes, this time on Rosario, but he still didn't have that put-away pitch, at least not at this point in the game. So Rosario spoiled off some pretty good off-speed pitches and then waited on that fastball. Now, Flaherty did get a fastball down in the zone. It wasn't a terrible pitch. It was more a good piece of hitting by Rosario, but nonetheless, it turned into a base hit that gave up the tying run. And it wouldn't get any prettier after that. Once Jack Flaherty left the game, the pressure shifted back to the offense. Yes, the offense, not the bullpen, not the terrible defensive play that led to the go-ahead run, not the two-run homer that Luke Gregerson gave up after that, none of that. The pressure is squarely on the shoulders of the offense. Since the miracle wins against the Chicago Cubs, the Cardinals have been outscored 29 to 17, and nine of those 17 runs came in one game against the Padres. Not surprisingly, they're two and five in that stretch. In the last seven days, Matt Carpenter and Dexter Fowler are a combined one for 20, but they've actually hardly played. Meanwhile, Tommy Pham, who was 0 for last night, and Jose Martinez are a combined 10 for 39 in the last seven days, while Colton Wong is 0 for 14 on the week. 
In fact, last night only Harrison Bader and Carson Kelly managed hits off Jose Barrios, who, by the way, looked fantastic. I mean, the Cardinals' offense is a nightmare, but Barrios would have made most lineups look pretty bad last night. I mean, the Cardinals went down in order in six of the nine innings last night, most of which were pitched by Barrios, so I don't want to suggest that he wasn't doing something right. But the Cardinals as a whole have to figure it out. Duh, Tara, thanks for stating the obvious. Okay, I know, you watched what I watched. I promise you, John Mozalak knows what we watched. He probably watched it himself because last night he wasn't watching Alex Reyes pitch in Peoria. But here's the thing, I have no doubt <laughs> that the guys who actually get paid to do things for this team are very much aware of how and why and to what extent the offense is scuffling. It's just hard to see how you magically create a solution for practically an entire lineup all at once for like the third year in a row. But maybe what they shouldn't do is the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. I had to, I had to say it. Something's gotta give, because the pitching on this team is going to be way too good to waste. And honestly, the hitters on this team are way too good to go to waste the way that they are right now. That's why someone much smarter than me needs to figure out how to get Matt Carpenter to not hit into the shift so much, and how to get Marcelo Zuna not to get himself out on pitches so far off the plate there's no way he could make contact, and how to get Dexter Fowler and Colton Wong to do anything consistently. Like last year, the Cardinals have basically taken that really exciting rivalry weekend and turned it into some of the worst baseball we've seen all year. And right now, it all starts and ends with the offense, which, for me, continues to start and end with Matt Carpenter, who should maybe try doing something new to change his luck forcefully and fast. Disclaimer. I don't want these players to lose their jobs or anything like that. I'm not suggesting you just release them all and start from scratch. I don't think that's a very good solution. I just want someone smarter than me with more access to these players than me to help them figure it out because Twitter is a dark and scary place when the Cardinals are a dark and scary team. I'm not asking for that much, am I? 